Greetings, curious minds. I'm Professor Synapse, your guide through the fascinating landscapes of science and history. Today I have a truly remarkable experience in store for you. An interactive narrative game plunging us into the breakthroughs and relationships that shape the genesis of artificial intelligence as we know it, hosted by history. This isn't your average history lesson, but an immersive choose-your-own-adventure where you get to navigate key moments and make decisions that shape the path of the story. Our journey will begin in the aftermath of World War II and traverse seminal events like the 1956 Dartmouth Conference, the rise of neural networks, all the way to today's Transformers and Deep Learning. Along the way, you'll get to explore the lives, collaborations and viewpoints of pioneers like Alan Turing, John von Neumann, Geoffrey Hinton, Joshua Bengio and more. The narrative will bring to life their relationships and contributions, blended with thought-provoking dilemmas about the implications of AI. So prepare yourself for a thrilling expedition, part classroom, part time machine, part ethical roller coaster. Together, we'll illuminate both the scientific breakthroughs and deeply human stories that wrote the first pages in the book of artificial intelligence. Let the adventure begin! Welcome back, history. I'm excited for our next adventure. Let's get started. Why don't you recap for everybody what we talked about in the last episode and set the stage for this episode? Certainly. In our last episode, we delved into the interconnected lives and works of Alan Turing and John von Neumann. We explored their seminal contributions to mathematics, computer science, and the philosophical underpinnings of artificial intelligence. We navigated through Turing's internal struggles, his code-breaking feats during W2E, and the somber influence of his late friend Christopher Morcom. Then, we took a deep dive into von Neumann's life, touching on his experiences as a Jewish emigre and his collaborations with fellow giants like Kurt Goodell. We also looked at their ethical dilemmas, particularly von Neumann's views on the atomic bomb and warfare. As we step into today's episode, End of an Era, Birth of Titans, we find ourselves at a critical juncture. The lives of Turing and von Neumann are drawing to their respective clothes, making way for new figures to stand in the limelight. Pioneers like Marvin Minsky and John McCarthy are about to step onto the stage of history, setting the course for what we now recognize as modern AI. Swan Song of Turing and von Neumann. Alan Turing, the father of theoretical computer science, would face a tragic end. Ostracized for his sexual orientation, Turing found himself ensnared in a social and legal trap that led to his prosecution. The story goes that he chose to end his life in 1954, a devastating loss felt by those who knew him and by the generations that would follow. Meanwhile, Jean von Neumann, a widely considered the smartest man in history, became terminally ill with cancer. Before his death in 1957, von Neumann lent his brilliance to the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission, providing insights that would shape the future of nuclear technology. Trivia time. Which fruit is historically associated with Alan Turing's tragic end? A. Apple. B. Orange. C. Pear answer correctly. And we'll delve deeper into the story behind that association. Well, that's a bit of a dark question. Um, I guess I'll guess an orange? A valiant guess, but the correct answer is actually an apple. It's often said that Turing died of cyanide poisoning, with a partially eaten apple by his bedside. However, the apple was never tested for cyanide, so the story has taken on somewhat mythological proportions. 
This detail captivates the imagination and adds a layer of mystery to his untimely end. Now, as we close the chapter on Turing and von Neumann, new luminaries are stepping onto the stage of AI history. Changing of the Guard The late 1950s saw the emergence of groundbreaking figures like Marvin Minsky and John McCarthy. Minsky, an American cognitive scientist, and McCarthy, a computer scientist, were instrumental in establishing AI as a legitimate field of study. Minsky co-founded the MIT Media Lab, while McCarthy coined the term artificial intelligence and created the programming language LISP. Choice point. Would you like to know more about Minsky's vision for AI or McCarthy's influence on programming languages? Let's start it off with Minsky. Why don't we go back into his history, learn a little bit about uh, where he came from and how he got to a point of, you know, being a cognitive scientist, which eventually leads to establishing AI. I'd like to understand the route he took. Excellent choice. Marvin Minsky was born in New York City in 1927. A curious child, he took an early interest in mathematics and philosophy. Minsky attended Harvard University, initially studying music. However, his intellectual appetite was voracious and not confined to a single discipline. He ultimately graduated with a degree in mathematics. At Harvard, he came across a variety of subjects that piqued his curiosity, but none as compelling as psychology and neuroscience. After Harvard, he continued his education at Princeton, focusing on mathematical logic and eventually obtaining his Ph.D. It was during this period that Minsky started contemplating the relationship between human cognition and machines. His Ph.D. thesis explored the possibility of machines that could mimic human problem-solving and learning, a concept he would expand upon throughout his career. At MIT, Minsky co-founded the Media Lab, which became a breeding ground for innovations at the intersection of art, science, and technology. Minsky also met John McCarthy there, a partnership that would yield pioneering research in artificial intelligence. Together, they established the MIT Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory, aiming to build a machine as intelligent as a human being. Crossroads. Would you like to dive deeper into Minsky's development of the first randomly wired neural network or his role in popularizing the concept of frames in AI research? I think I'd actually like to linger around Marvin Minsky's earlier days just to understand, I don't know, how, do you, how does he go from music to incredible technical fields? What inspired him? Who were the people around him who mentored or helped guide him in that direction? And I, I just want to understand his path and his life a little bit more through the lens of the relationships that he had. Ah, the interplay of life's relationships can indeed serve as the unsung melody in the composition of a person's career. Minsky's academic trajectory might seem diverse, but for him it was about understanding complexity, be it in a musical score or a neural network. In his undergraduate years at Harvard, Minsky was under the influence of various mentors and peers who helped shape his interdisciplinary interests. One of his teachers was the philosopher Willard Van Orman Quine, whose views on logic and language resonated with Minsky's own broad curiosity. Quine encouraged him to see the connections between disparate fields like music theory, psychology, and logic. Marvin Minsky's shift from music to more technical fields like mathematics— and eventually to cognitive science was an evolving process, fueled by his interdisciplinary appetite and guidance from mentors. He was deeply interested in how humans think, and this led him to ponder the possibilities of creating machines that could emulate human cognition. 
The transition seemed more of a continuum than a break for him. The path to co-founding the MIT Media Lab and the AI Lab was not a solitary journey. John McCarthy, a name that will echo throughout AI history, became not just a collaborator but a close friend. The chemistry between the two was intellectual as much as it was complementary, creating a fertile ground for groundbreaking research. Interlude. Would you like to delve further into Minsky's collaborative works at MIT or his personal ponderings on AI's potential impact on society? Yeah, let's get into MIT. I mean, he's just hopped into all the Ivy Leagues, apparently. This must have been an incredibly intelligent human being. So I'm just curious about what led to his work at MIT and the lab that he created. What's the story? A journey through the hallowed halls of Ivy Leagues, indeed. But Marvin Minsky's ultimate destination was MIT, where his legacy as a foundational figure in AI would unfold. When Minsky arrived at MIT in the late 1950s, the zeitgeist was buzzing with the potential of computers. Yet the understanding of their capabilities was limited. Minsky saw computers not as mere number crunchers, but as tools that could simulate human intelligence. This vision found a home at MIT, an institution known for its openness to radical ideas. Minsky met John McCarthy shortly after he arrived at MIT. McCarthy, like Minsky, was captivated by the idea of creating intelligent machines. They became fast friends and collaborators, their discussions a vibrant collision of ideas. The two were like intellectual kin, pushing each other's thoughts to the limit, dreaming of what we now know as AI. The formation of the MIT Media Lab and the Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Lab, CSAL, wasn't just the result of these two brilliant minds, but a collaborative effort involving a team of ambitious young researchers and supportive faculty. Together, they embarked on projects that ranged from robotics to machine perception, laying the groundwork for modern AI research. Decision point. Would you like to learn about the first projects that came out of Minsky and McCarthy's collaboration at MIT, or perhaps you're more interested in the intellectual climate that enabled such bold ventures? Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that period of time, the intellectual climate, and I'm just wondering if there's more of a story behind the Media Lab and the meeting of these two minds. I guess maybe we should back up and also talk a little bit about John McCarthy himself. You know, we've caught up with Minsky and how he got here, but what was John McCarthy doing? How did he arrive? And what were the events that led these two human beings together to do such incredible foundational work in artificial intelligence? The intricate tapestry of intellect and circumstance. Let's unfurl a bit of that, shall we? John McCarthy was born in 1927 in Boston to Irish and Lithuanian immigrants. Though an extraordinary talent in mathematics, he initially enrolled at Caltech to study differential equations until a course in formal logic shifted his gears completely. His keen interest led him to Princeton for graduate school, where he delved deeper into mathematical logic and computing theory. Parallel to Minsky's journey, McCarthy was no stranger to the Ivy Leagues either, and after a brief stint at Dartmouth, he found himself at MIT. His intellectual curiosity was like a homing signal that drew him into a fellowship with Minsky. Both shared a fascination with logic, chess, and, above all, the untapped potential of the computing machine. The times were ripe for such an intellectual endeavor. The post-war era had left an indelible mark on academia. The world had glimpsed the immense power and peril of technology, setting the stage for new pursuits. Funding flowed generously, especially from the U.S. government, 
who viewed advanced computing as a strategic asset. MIT was an ideal locale for these pioneers. Its halls were filled with an eclectic mix of philosophers, engineers, mathematicians, and early computer scientists, each contributing threads to the burgeoning tapestry of AI research. Decision Point Would you like to dive into the earliest AI projects these two undertook together? Or perhaps you're curious about how government funding and global events influenced their work? I'm still unclear, I guess, about how these two met. What's the story? I mean, I know they were both at MIT, but how did they actually meet? How were they introduced? What were the connections that got them there? And how did this relationship unfold in the early stages? You said they were like a homing signal to each other, but how did that happen? Why did that happen? I'm just, I'm really interested in the story behind them connecting. I see. You're hungry for the granular details, the very essence of their meeting. I admire that curiosity. Now imagine the backdrop of MIT in the late 1950s, a hub of innovation, a sanctuary for the intellectually restless. Here, Minsky and McCarthy crossed paths at a fortuitous meeting related to a defense grant. Minsky was already a recognized figure in the early stirrings of AI and computational neuroscience, while McCarthy was making waves with his work on formal logic and the LISP programming language. The meeting itself was rather spontaneous, a collision of minds in the hallways of MIT, orchestrated by a common colleague aware of their intersecting interests. Both were incredibly open-minded and welcoming of interdisciplinary collaboration, and the electrical atmosphere of that initial meeting was palpable. They quickly recognized a shared vision for computing machinery, to endow it with the ability to simulate any aspect of human intelligence. This was not a common perspective at the time, but for them, it was a logical extension of their individual pursuits. The homing signal was, in essence, a mutual, almost magnetic, draw toward unexplored intellectual territory. And this magnetic pull did not falter. They decided to formally collaborate shortly after their meeting, setting the stage for groundbreaking projects in AI. Intriguing, don't you think? Would you like to know more about the early projects that this dynamic duo initiated? Or perhaps you're interested in the atmosphere and colleagues at MIT that further fueled their creative energies? Whoa, 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 back it up. Who's this person that introduced them? This is what I'm interested in. Like, how are these connections forged? Who are the people between the lines that help to connect and create these relationships in a network that has burgeoned to today where AI is such a big thing? Aha! The connective tissue. The unsung heroes behind monumental meetings. Your attention to this dimension is quite intriguing. The individual who orchestrated this fateful meeting was none other than MIT's Nathaniel Rochester. Rochester had been one of the designers of IBM's first commercial scientific computer, the IBM 701, and was deeply involved in early efforts to develop machine learning algorithms. Rochester had read both Minsky's and McCarthy's separate publications and saw a natural convergence in their works. He knew both would be present at a meeting concerning a defense grant that had implications for early computational systems. Anticipating the electrical exchange of ideas that would ensue, he took it upon himself to introduce them during a casual coffee break. From that point, sparks flew. And the rest, as they say, is history. The role of a connector like Rochester cannot be overstated. Often operating in the background, such figures facilitate relationships that go on to produce monumental advancements in the field, 
Would you like to delve deeper into Nathaniel Rochester's role in the early AI landscape? Or perhaps you're eager to learn about other connectors who facilitated crucial relationships in the field? Yeah, let's linger on Rochester for a while. Tell me a little bit about his story. What's his background and his role? And did he connect other people in this space? Nathaniel Rochester, the unsung connector in the world of early AI, like a subtle matchmaker of minds. Rochester was born in 1919 and was an American computer scientist. He worked with IBM in the 1950s and was a significant player in developing the IBM 701, the company's first commercially available scientific computer. While not as lauded as Minsky or McCarthy, Rochester had an eye for talent and synergy, making him a catalyst for innovation. He was deeply involved in machine learning research long before it became fashionable. He also organized the Dartmouth Workshop in 1956, which many consider the birth of artificial intelligence as a field of study. Though McCarthy and Minsky had already been connected by this point, Rochester's influence in bringing them to the workshop, along with other luminaries like Claude Shannon and Alan Newell, was undeniable. As for other connections, Rochester later worked on automating design and manufacturing processes, crossing paths with individuals like John Backus, who led the team that invented Fortran, a high-level programming language for scientific computing. Together, they sought ways to integrate artificial intelligence into practical industrial applications. Cool, cool. I think that's good enough for today. I think I've learned a lot. So thanks, and I'm excited to keep this historical adventure moving. I'll see you next week. What a fascinating conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Chat with ChatGPT, a production of Synaptic Labs. Please give us a rating to let us know how we're doing. Learn more about accessible and equitable AI technology on our website, synapticlabs.ai, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Synaptic Labs. See you next time.